right. Welcome back, guys, to another another episode of the Less of a Man podcast, the podcast that tries to, you know, teach men, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're feeling, they are never less of a man. So let's start off with our mental health check-in. EJ, how was your, how was your week? Um, this week's not really that eventful. Um, honestly, nothing really comes to mind. I'm fine. Um, you know, just another week just going just, by. I feel like this week just rushed past, but I'm good other than that. So just another week. What about you, Char? Is it same as you? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, my life sucks. <laughs> it's old and worse. I need a break from this <laughs> from this lifestyle. Now, I mean, it was pretty much a standard week. I mean, I went, we went, we're going, well, okay, the plus side is that we're actually going out of, the, the, the last month we had to reschedule because of work purposes. So we're actually going out of town next week. So that's good, but this, about this that. week was pretty much a standard week. Y'all posted um, in South Carolina for like three weeks in a row. Yeah, but okay, now we're definitely going. This time we're actually going. So um, I'm on an interesting portion of my life Food-wise, um, I think I'm leaning toward the direction of trying to become vegan, maybe 90% vegan. No. So, I, that, it's interesting. Huh? Huh? That, I was vegan for two days. I told you the story, right? What happened? I ate uh, vegan cheese, and then I said, fuck this, and I went and got me a burger. Okay. See... That's been the hardest part, trying to give up the cheese. Because, okay, so this week, I made for lunch, this whole week, I made like a vegan Alfredo sauce, where I had, I made cashews, I um, did some onions, some mushrooms, some spinach. Um, They have this, I use a little bit of nutritional yeast, and I mix it together, and, it, and I use like a, a pasta, but it was a pasta made out of um, chickpeas. And it was actually pretty good. I was like, I was kind of surprised at how good it was. So I'm trying to figure out different things I can try to make. I've been kind of leaning toward eating more vegetables and less meat. Um, I actually even tried a non-dairy yogurt also. So, and that wasn't bad. So I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to incorporate those types to get move more away from the meat. Now, I, I mean, I ain't going straight vegan, but I need to at least kind of like make maybe five out of my seven days of vegan. And I eat a burger oh. on the weekend, something like that. Is that still vegan? Don't do it. Reconsider. Huh? Reconsider. So, oh. <laughs> so is that so, how your week going? Yeah, so my week's going fine. Yeah, so other days going fine. And we had a family reunion um, call out. So my family's planning out a reunion for 2022. That should be. Like, y'all have a meeting to the to put together yeah. a family reunion? Yeah. Because so much of our family, we don't know. So, like, so it was actually interesting to see people, like, you'll pass on the street, but then maybe your cousin. So I'm kind of interested to see that last night. So my wife family did the same thing when they were doing a family reunion. They had this meeting and they have like, like, like actually how we have chapter meetings, they have the same thing where they have meetings about the uh, family reunion and where, where they're going and how much it's going to be. And I just thought that was the weirdest shit. It was very weird. So yeah. Because right. all these people, like, dude, who are you? And, like, you, you, you're a family, but I don't know you type vibe. So it's like, so, let's see. This makes me good in my little box, my little family that's not close or small. We don't do stuff like this. I can just sit back and judge you guys in the corner. So, yeah. So and, just my, add, and just to add a note, my job in this um, re reunion is to actually put together the family. So Really? Yeah, so I'll be, me and my, me and my cousin are actually going to be you know, working on actually putting the tree together. So that's a, so that should be an interesting journey, trying to see what I pull up. So. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. So um, for my week, uh, I know nobody gives a damn about my week. So I'm going to <laughs> skip that and go on a rant real quick. And have you seen, like, in the news, you've seen, like, every time somebody gets in trouble, they kind of get mad at cancel culture. So uh, uh, Cuomo in New York, he has this huge scandal. He was talking about uh, cancel culture. <clears throat> but the issue, sometimes cancel culture is, is out of hand. Sometimes. Uh, I 
personally believe that Mr. Potato Head is out of hand. That's that's doing a little too much. They like, canceled Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm I'm actually getting at. You going ahead of me. But there's some things in cancel culture that need to be canceled. And you just brought it up. Pepe Le Pew was wilding. He was wilding out. He was wilding. Like if you watch him. Now, like they split on the news, basically he's not going to be in Space Jam too. And then you got people on Facebook, you know, the, the the two woke warriors are like, we can't cancel everything, everything's being canceled. But Pepe Le Pew was wilding. Like, Pepe dude, Le Pew said, "I will not take no for an answer." He you said, "You hugs and kisses." He said, and I quote, "Everyone has a hobby. Mine is making love." And he is like, I was watching an episode to, to prepare for my rant. And like, he could be arrested for stalking, sexual assault, sexual harassment, kidnapping. Like, Pepe Le Pew was wild. And, and then when he said that comment, everyone has a hobby, mind is making love. I'm just like, he has to be accused of rape, right? Because there's no way if, if he's making love like consensual, there's no way he's acting like this. So I'm no, like, I mean, the the late the 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 cat was literally running away from running. Pepe, huh? At the end of the cartoon, she was stuck on a boat with him. Yes, <laughs> he said, "You can't run from me on a boat." Like, and then Looney Tunes have the audacity to close it up with a a closed a heart. A closed heart <laughs> as in, love. It's like, it's love. So when I say is sometimes cancel culture is it's out of control. But Pepe Le Pew ain't the hill people should be died on. Like, <laughs> Pepe, and the only thing about Pepe Le Pew I will give you is that he is a fucking cartoon. You can just draw him to not be so creepy. That's the, that's the only thing. But Pepe Le Pew is wilding. Look here, nobody's safe in these streets as long as Pepe, as long as Pepe Le Pew is on the a, on a, on a loose. <laughs> yeah, Pepe Le Pew needs to be. He's a, he's a predicate felon. He needs to be locked up. Um, for cancel culture, also take a look at Johnny Bravo. He's probably next. <laughs> Johnny uh-huh. Bravo was also wild. <laughs> they called out Nikki Nikki Parker. They called out Urkel. <laughs> Nikki Parker. <laughs> so Urkel Screech. Uh, rest in peace, Screech. But Screech needs to, like help us to cancel Screech. <laughs> Um, Myra, should we cancel Myra from Family, family Matters? Myra. I'm just saying, these people were harassing. But I thought she dated him. She well, at first she kind of was like, well, no, you know what? Myra's cool. Myra's good. Myra's good. Myra's good. She was stalking him. Oh, she was? Okay, so bye. Nah, nah, not, not when it becomes a relationship. You can't. No, but before I then, think, she I was stalking was him. No, yeah. But you gotta get I think that the cancel culture on shows like this, that it's not... <laughs> I think it's too much but you're not canceling rappers that's a good point and you have rappers talking about all kinds of things but you want to cancel pepe Le Pew. and pepe i mean i think it's just a double standard <laughs> no it, it's yeah. always been a double standard but and it's always been hypocrisy people are naturally hypocrites but pepe Le Pew is wild <laughs> like let's not act half like- the rappers are wilding like that that's- but we gonna look at we gonna listen to rap no you have a choice of you can pick which choice you want to listen to. Like, what rappers are you listening to that's wildin'? Then you have a Most, choice. All of the wildin'. rappers are wildin'. Like, Ooh. are we not listening to their lyrics? Because Drake's yeah. wildin'. Jay-Z has been wildin'. Everyone is rapping is wildin'. is wildin'. Like, every single rapper is rapping the same thing. Are you talking about past lyrics? Or are you talking about now? Like, now, the r- lyrics are the and same. I can't get with you with Jay-Z. I definitely can't get with you and Jay-Z. Okay. Now, Jay-Z was wildin'. Now, we can try to act like he was on the streets. Big Pimpin' was wildin'. I mean, mean, you can say all you want. Um, Maybe his lyrics changed recently. But at the end of the day, his catalog of rapping lyrics are not the best lyrics. Like, if you want to cancel Pepe Le Pew for being overly attached to someone... In a cartoon, attached. but you have no issue with. There's one cartoon where he. But, uh, but you, but you guys sitting here talking about these rappers though. But the, you use faint. that energy for these rappers. They don't. Jay Z. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Without drugging somebody, 
Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Use the about? same energy about the rappers. That's I think what I'm you saying. Are highly, highly. Use the energy uh, on Charlemagne the God that drugged somebody that was underage. That, no, that was proved to be not true. That wasn't proved to be not true. Yes, it was. It, 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 it was settled. It wasn't proven to be not yes, true. And he actually it's stated true. that he gave Spanish fly to the girl with an intention. No, so it's not proven to be not true. People just That's swept it under the rug. That's not. Okay. True. You don't have to believe it. I'm just I saying, like, I don't believe it because I don't cancel a cartoon. I read cancel, on that. cancel all the things that are derogatory because most of the rap lyrics are derogatory to women, black women specifically, but we don't say anything about that. No, we have said some. People have said things about this. Absolutely. I've always said that cancel culture have not found its balance. Right. It hasn't. But it hasn't um, balance. We all agree that Pepe Le Pew got to go. Pepe Le Pew. Well, just brought him. I'm, I'm fine with I him not being on Space Jam because he. I would you to Edward. Like we didn't look at all the rappers' past. We got to be consistent. We're not consistent with Cassie. It's not even the past. The lyrics now are yeah. crazy. We're definitely not consistent the with damn throw with babies. All, are you canceling throw babies? Canceling who? Throw babies. Are you canceling throw babies? Like what? that song? I don't. Oh? I don't know what okay. that is. All right. I'm just saying, like we oh, pick and choose which can. things we want to cancel, and then. Like say, okay, well, this is so bad, but this is okay because it's for the culture. Like that's crazy to me. I don't know. It's just me. I need examples because I I can't. When you say Jay Z, I can't get with you. Or or Charlamagne, I can't get with you on those. So I. So I we need say. So can we? Oh, so let me make our that's fine. So you don't have to. Parker, I mean. So we need to let's, let's make our people. We need to review. So rappers, we need to go ahead and look at again. If Nikki, if Nikki Parker safe <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> Nikki it's, Parker safe because she's a woman. Okay. <laughs> What about, is Urkel good? Is, can we still watch Family Matters? Urkel wasn't like he kept pursuing her, but he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't like well, Urkel was wild out too, though. He was, he <laughs> he was, um, he he was in the insane. house. It's not like he broke through windows. He did. He I mean, was he always was, in their house. Yeah, they, they let him. He, no, the dad was a cop. <laughs> like, Laura, Laura married him because he had Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> She, she probably, oh, she stopped loving her own. <laughs> Crazy. Especially, so we're going, we're not even hitting our topic yet. <laughs> We've not even got to our topic yet. So talk about problematic scenes. Um, did any of you guys, well, sure, I know you watched, EJ, did you watch Coming to America? What was... Because I, I want to say a problematic scene because uh, Eddie Murphy got date raped in the movie, but that guy uh, kind of brushed over. So Leslie Jones, she might be next to be. Uh, yeah, Leslie Jones, you on a you, you on the list? <laughs> you on the list? We reviewing your records right now. Uh, EJ, how did you feel about the movie? And, and Shaw, I'll let you go in after that. Um, I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought it was cool. It was. Obviously not for the generations that watch Coming to America 1. Um, there are a lot of like remnants of it in there, which I thought was cool to see some of that kind of play back 30 years later. And some of the characters, you can see how they've aged. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, it, to me, it was more for like the newer generation. It was like a new generation coming to America. So it was entertaining for me, but I can see why, you know, people might've been disappointed if they were having the same expectation that we have for the original coming to America, which I think is unfair, but Absolutely. I liked it. Absolutely, Sharp. What about you? I went in with no expectations. I was. <laughs> it was. It's COVID. I'm tired. I just need something that's like that. That reminds me of the good old days. And I feel. And for what I was looking for, coming to America gave me what I needed. Going I like the fact that the barbers were still alive. <laughs> and you know, people people hated that that the barbers were still alive. And I was just like, dude, it's a movie. It's just like it's not. It's, it's not that it serious. Was, it was hilarious to me that they were still still alive. I thought it was hilarious they were still yeah. alive. I, I'm glad I saw Randy on 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 sexual chocolate perform. I was yeah. happy to see that. So uh, for me, it was nostalgia, and I just didn't go in it thinking I was about to go watch Black Panther. That's just kind of how. I, <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how I, I I took it. Like I felt like people were expecting Black Panther. I agree. I think people were expecting. I, mean, I don't know what you were expecting. So yeah, no, that's my like. Yeah, granted, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Uh, it was some corny parts in that movie. 
when the sun is rapping to Tiana Taylor's character was very out every song on there was corny. Midnight Train to Zamunda was corny. Like every song on there was corny. But I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> like I thought I didn't come in like you I, guys, I didn't come in it thinking like it's gonna be like coming the first one. It was like 30 years ago. Like so I don't I didn't come with that expert. I think people who really loved the first one and was like a cult following of the first one hated this. I thought it was entertaining. Like you said, it was a Sunday night. Me and I watching it. I thought it was funny. I thought when the king died at his own funeral, I thought it was funny. Like, it's just like, I'm going to go now. And then you just, I'm about to die. Yeah, he just, I thought that was funny. Um, the story, I never was in love with the story. I thought the story was a cheat way out. But in saying that, I thought Creed 2, I love Creed, by the way. Love the Creed movies. I thought Creed 2, the story was corny to do a uh, uh, Drago son. I just thought that was a corny cheat way out. And I thought a long lost son in this movie was a cheat way out. I would have loved if the movie was about his daughters, especially the yeah. oldest. I would have loved that. And then uh, Zamunda, you know, changing with the times with women able to be in power. But I agree with you, Char. I think people wanted Black Panther. Like people thought, it was going to be a black panther, uh, a black panther, and that kind of brings us to our topic in our conversation. Like, does black? Do we always have to be excellent in everything that we do? Can we just have a movie just for entertainment, just to watch? Just because, like, a movie like like Soul Plane, we all get on. First of all, Soul Plane is a, a terrible movie. But you know, I never saw Soul Plane. Yeah, you don't support black stuff, but. Um, <laughs> 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 so of course I'm not shocked you've never seen so but it's a terrible movie but it's it's kind of like for well, what it, it ain't moving the culture forward, <laughs> forward it's just it just is what it is can can we just make a movie and it just be that or does everything have to be like black excellence um Sharma let you jump in first I understand why black excellence is needed we have to uplift when others won't up this up up this up the stuff. I guess in a sense. So I get it. I definitely all for it. I think anytime we can bring our people and us to the forefront, it's always a positive, always a good thing. If it's, it's it's needed, but it's also equally exhausting. I guess in a sense because it, it, you know it 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 also gives the it doesn't give you room to be, I guess imperfect in order to give you room to kind of like mm -hmm. you know just be normal you know right so i, I guess that's kind of that's the only part i hate it. I, I guess I, it's frustrating about it because there's enough pressure living in a in a world that's catered to white people and having to be on your a game mm -hmm. in the environments where you know they already have stereotypes against you so when you're always having to be on in that environment and then have to be on again for your own people in the sense of like in public we could exert black excellence but in private can we be a little bit more let our guard down a little bit i guess is what probably not amongst us so i think we're harder on ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. in private than we are you know you know out in the outside world so that's the one thing i would say about it just give us a i think people just need a little bit more room to be human sometimes but at the same time, I understand that because of how we're looked upon as a race overall, I get why we have to show that we're excellent. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword in a sense in terms of how to handle it. What about you? Handle it. Yeah. PJ, what about you? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that we should be able to just enjoy certain things but having to be like um on this certain pedestal like you know coming to america too wasn't a movie that was supposed to you know create movement to you know be some profound movie although you might have expected it because i feel like coming to america one was um a huge movie at that time um but did it you didn't really have a lot of though was it like a culturally black or was it just a, a inner funny movie that I think that culturally it was um, funny. I think that it like the, like comedy. When we talk about that, though, you have to get into other stuff. And comedy's changed. Um, how people you know um, 
form comedy and what things are, you know, used in movies like that. You don't see a lot of like necessarily like uh, comedy centric movies anymore, like Coming to America One, right? Like we have them, but they're different. Um, so, but I will say at that time that Coming to America One was huge also for black people in general, because like we got to kind of be put on the map, like in movies, in cinema. And it wasn't just black people watching this movie. Everyone was watching Coming to America. Right. So I think it was huge in that respect. Um, but I do feel like a lot of times, like we just completely just annihilate like movies, uh, artists, uh, you know, public figures, just like completely kill them, like to the point where there's no comeback. So it's hard. I feel like it's hard at times. And sometimes it's like, gosh, like, like, damn, would let's just not do anything unless it's perfect. Let's make sure we get, like, have a, a project where we include the entire black community on it. And they, and they sign they off on it. Prove it before. Because yeah. it's just sometimes I feel like it's so hard. Like, and then we're like, so like anything. So and then if you like something, then people are like on you about like, why do you like this? Like, you can't be, I'm like, okay. Yeah, we're so different too, is that somebody's gonna be pissed off. I, I equate this to this. Um, I think women should have their time in movies. They should have their time starring movies, especially superhero movies. But the problem is, if you're gonna have a women-led movie, it has to be good, unfortunately. So when you have movies like Harley Quinn's uh, Bird of Prey, when you have uh, the Ghostbusters movie, when you have the new Wonder Woman movie, these movies were awful, mm -hmm. awful movies. But it's, and, and for me watching them, having a daughter, I want her to see more women in prominent heroic roles. But it's like, when I see stuff like this, I'm like, fuck man, when they gonna make the next one? <laughs> like Black Widow gotta be like, <laughs> Black Widow, when that come out, gotta be excellent. And that's what it kind of, like it was still, even though I was excited about Black Panther, it was still a nervousness going in. Yeah. It was like, dude, this has to be <laughs> like. So you rep for the culture right now. Yeah, yeah you're represent. You're the only black superhero right now. You like predominantly black super because Cyborg Falcon they play the background, but Black Panther is the headline. Like, dude, if this doesn't work, <laughs> I don't know when when Blade will come out. Like. So here's the thing with that. So once we do reach that movie that says, okay, we can do this. Does that give us a little bit of room to breathe in the oh. sense of, it, and that's what's crazy to oh. me. It's like, no, because like every talk, movie has to be a Black Panther. Like no every, movie and can that's just what happened, And that's what this coming to America, I think that's what, because how many people, it came out Thursday night. How many people did you see on Thursday? And I said this the last, very last podcast, I believe it was the last one. But how many people were jumped out the window and, and said this movie was terrible? How many of our friends, fellow Black people, just jumped out the window and said this? Like, why did they feel so compelled? I didn't see that many people say Wonder Woman was terrible. Wonder Woman was a terrible movie. And I did, my timeline, people were saying it was trash. Like, on my timeline. Yeah, I'm just saying that not like this. I just, I've I seen a lot more people jump out the window for this. Or even like Soul. Soul came out the same time as Wonder Woman. Um, Wonder Woman was trash. Soul was really good. It's not a lot of people praising Soul. Like, not as much as people jumped out the window to say uh, coming to America to them was trash. So, it's like, why are we so quick to demean something as well? I think we all came together with Black Panther. I think Black Panther was an anomaly. Oh, it was going to win regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that will ever happen again. We all came together and said, yo, we are going to support this. But like, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's a really good movie. I don't see as many people posting about that. United well, States versus Billy versus Billy Holiday was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Well, y'all brought up two good points. I think we don't praise as we don't equally praise as much as we criticize our art. So, like, we'll definitely see people if, if like for example, Billy Holiday. There were people, we watched it. It was a great movie. And you'll see people here and there say, oh my God, you gotta watch this movie. It was good. But if let it be, let it have been bad, it would have been a backlash beyond, you know, beyond what we could think of, or even with the black um using the black messiah. 
-hmm. good movie, but are we going to give it as much praise as we would have if it would have been bad? Right. And that's kind of where, so in the essence, to go back to the Black excellence thing, even when we have Black excellence, it's almost like we um, don't appreciate it as much, but yet when we, but when we see failure in a sense, we're, we're ready to just jump on it and expose the failure more than up than uplift up success. So it's kind of like a, it's weird. So I don't know, kind of. You think people are um, tired? I mean, because if we think about movies like um, Judas and the Black Messiah, we think about movies like The United States versus Billie Holiday, we think about Hidden Figures, we think about um, all of those movies, um, Ray, we think about, um, you have to go back to the Django, then you have to go back to what would Nate, what Nate Turney's, Turner's movie, and you have think about all of those movies, they have the same kind of, like, do you think that black people are tired of those movies so they don't comment anymore because there's so many of those movies and those movies are also always usually great but it's like we want to see black people in another light other than being a slave being oppressed being you know this being that you know you want to see more than just the slavery part and so I people that part because i know that i get exhausted having to think about watching a movie when i think it's slave related but at the same time we almost like box ourselves in because of our own definitions of what we expect black to be. So like, let's just say to your argument, someone steps outside the box and try to create something that's outside of what we normally see. Will it be accepted? Or will it be universally acclaimed? You know what I'm saying? Or, or would it be judged in a different manner in terms of like, um, I mean, it's gotta be different. I mean, like, I, I think if you, if you I personally think if you tell a good story, it yeah. has to start with that. Anything has to be um, a good story. But my my pushback on you guys is that slavery and race has such to do with our culture and and why we kind of act the way we do now. I agree. I don't want to see um, movies about slavery unless like Django was a different take on it. Um, even uh, Birth of a Nation with Nat Turner, that was a different take because that was showing actually rebellion. Um, but race is a so huge part of our our culture and society. It's hard to escape it. Like you have to have some type of like you have to have mentioned race in almost anything we do in the struggle of black people because that's a huge huge part of our culture. Even the people who are successful black people are like kids that's growing up successful battle with the notion of not being black enough. It's just like that's such a huge part. Everything. Cause it's funny, somebody asked me, does everything have to be about race? The answer is yes. Everything has to be about race. Everything. The problem with that, in terms of what I was back, back from against that, is that not only, when we have moved, now granted, we need to understand our history. I think we're in agreement in terms of saying that we have to understand our history. But also we have to be conscious about what, how we're portrayed in media as well. So granted, I think it's important to have slave movies, but if all your movies are based around that concept, not only are we seeing it, but the people, the world that we live in in terms of white society is seeing it as well. It shouldn't be that only white, in terms of the people who vote for these awards in terms of Oscars and all these things, right. but right. it's seen that the only movies that deserve critical acclaim are the ones that are based around that perception that of, of, yeah, um, that's not our fault. That's not of our slavery fault. and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's not our fault, how, how they judge us. What we need to do is stop caring about it. Stop caring about the Oscars. Because that's not, that's not our job to the, the how they judge us. Well, the like, catch-22, because if we're talking about Black excellence in terms of the two, there are two worlds to it. The, the world is the world that we live in with our own people. Mm-hmm. In the other half of the world that we're trying to survive in, that's not that we're that that we're not a part of. I think so it's almost like a, a, a not even surviving but belong in. So right. it's almost like we, we're having like we're being pulled and pushed, pushed and pulled in the same different directions, and we have to survive in both. So it's almost like how do you be not worried about it, but at the same time say I'm gonna do my own thing as long as my people accept me. But then when you try to do stuff for your people, then your people are harsher on you. In a situation, then when you—that's what I'm. So it's almost like a. How do you? The question is, what do we want? Do we want uh, to uplift black people, or do we want to be uh, accepted to white people, white folk? 
So well, I, I think that that's the problem. And what he's saying, and I agree with the statement, is that that's why black movies like Black Panther are the standard because it's not the standard of what we see in media. Right. We don't see black superheroes. Right. Um, while you know right. there are plenty of black superheroes, maybe not women, but men, there are quite a few of them. Um, but we yeah, again, we also don't yeah. support our own. Um, black Lightning is a great series. How many people watch Black Lightning series? Like, I think it's a great, it's a great show. Of course, the budget for it, you can tell is not as high as some of the other shows, but the storyline is really good and pretty consistent with the story. Right. And I think it's great. Uh, it's great media for us to see another, you know, no, it's not on the level of Black Panther, but it's literally an entire Black family of superheroes. The for, only for problem the with Black Panther, I gotta, I gotta defend people who don't watch Black Panther because I don't watch Black Panther. And and the reason is CW. Black is Lightning. Trash. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. CW is trash. So it's not because of Black Lightning. Why I haven't? It's because the CW in making superhero movie uh, shows are trash. But this one's so, not trash. I, you just haven't. You just don't watch it. It's not. So you don't support Black people. Is what you're saying. I went to HBCU. I support. I'm surprised. That's the first time that. That wasn't directed toward me. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, but isn't that not the point? Like, the point no, is that we don't support our own. No, the, that, the point is that, that show we is good. You watch should listen. Black you go watch not. it. No, I'm saying we should be able to watch Black Lightning or not and not be judged for it. Like, but we feel as a need that we we need to support because we're down. And that gives me, let me go on to my next question because we'll be sitting here all day. Why is it so important for us to take pride in being Black? And when I'm saying this, we are so outwardly showing our pride in black. Like we wear shirts. I have a shirt that says uh, black by popular demand. I believe, I think Shanita has a, a, a support black woman shirt or some black woman shirt. Um, you got black stuff. Yeah, we all have, what I'm saying is we all have black shirts that like a dominantly, like I have a superhero shirt that has nothing but black superheroes on it. Why is it so important for us to like outwardly show pride in our blackness? Because outwardly the media shows a negative connotation to black people. So I think that part of us doing that is to show that, you know, there are some black images that are great. And also I think, I think more so subconsciously we do it for kids because kids need to see that there's, you know, black excellence that happens, even if it's a t-shirt, even if it's me wearing a hat, even if it's me wearing paraphernalia that shows that, hey, there's really good positive examples of black people. And I think sometimes we do it for ourselves too, because, you know, living in a world where, you know, black was not the standard for such a long time and still for the most part, isn't the standard, nah. um, you know, it, it's difficult. You need that encouragement. And I think that that helps reassure us that, Hey, you know, if we see an image and we say it, you know, subconsciously we read it to ourselves, you know, we'll start to gain that like confidence and we'll start to, you know, believe for ourselves, because I think a lot of times we talk about black excellence, we talk about how pro-black we are, but a lot of times we second guess our, ourselves because of you know, the state of how the world is and we need positive reassurance, whether it's a quote, whether it's a shirt, whether it's paraphernalia, whether we're supporting a black business, whether we're, you know, blackity, black, black, black and woke, like those are some things that help us kind of cope. about the woke culture, not woke. Okay, Niggas woke are is another black form, it's just an extreme. Niggas. But I think that that helps us to cope and it helps us to feel confident and helps us to kind of build our own like um, esteem that black is beautiful, black is important and that you know we're, we're a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. Uh, woke niggas are the second worst type of niggas. I just oh want to- God. Um, <laughs> Literally, episode, season one, episode three. <laughs> woke niggas are back, golly. Worst type. I have a good example of why representation matter. Or we have to always show black. I have my my, my niece. Um, my mom put her hair at the Afro puffs, like, mm-hmm. and she started crying. She like, my hair is not finished. My hair is not finished. Like she was just crying. So then my sister printed this picture of this little black girl, and she had a little Afro puffs. And when she grabbed the picture, she started smiling because she's like, okay, her hair pretty. So and my hair is like hers. But I'm pretty, you know, that's, that's kind of what she connected. So I think though, like to Ella's point, the reason why we also do it is because we do have a responsibility to, to, to let the, the generations before us be more proud of who they are than the, than the, than the reinsurance that we had, that we received when we were kids. So I think that's probably part of the reason why we do it also 
to make sure that we are building the next generation. Because I think it got to come to a point where we realize that major change, and I, and I guess every generation probably look at it this way, major change is probably not going to happen with us. But some progress is made generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And, all the, and all the way we can kind of keep that going is to kind of make sure that we keep building upon what we what, what, what was started in a sense of as become making black become more normal. And I think that's kind of and granted, and that's well, we know it's awesome, but just letting people know, like, look here, we awesome people. I mean, stop trying to take our stuff. This is what we do. <laughs> Being black, I mean, that's what we do. So, um, and we're awesome. And, and well, not and, and we want and we want to let our people know we're awesome despite what the world may try to tell them that they're not. And I think that's why we do it. But not only awesome, Char, if you sprinkle Black culture in anything, it's 10 times better. Yeah. Like, it's automatically 10 times better. Look when Lil Nas X went to country music. It's 10 times better as soon as you sprinkle Black culture in it. And I I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. Um, it's, it's, we have to show representation the importance, because Black is beautiful, man. Like, we, our culture, how we think, of, we're how we view the world is different and we're the most resilient race. That's why I always tell my daughter, so I'm gonna tell my son, you are the most resilient race and you need to be proud of that. Like look at what we came from and look at for us to even be in the positions that we, us three are now, so many things had to happen behind us to mm-hmm. get to slavery to here. You know what I'm saying? Where we can see uh, Jay-Z just uh, sold a part of title for $297 million where we can see people making all these this money or Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan on the big, big screen. We had, uh, uh, remember the, the, the guy that, that bought the student loans at um, Morehouse, the Morehouse mm-hmm. graduation? Like, to get to this point, to get to where we're at, to see Oprah, like, to see these things and to where we came from, that's something to be e- extremely proud of. I wonder if black person could take down the British bar- monarchy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, do it. We do only crazy do it. cool stuff. And she not even like, she's not even like super dog. And they was looking at her like, nah, you a nigga. Like, despite you might be, your dad might be white. But, but to, your, to, to that point, you know what's crazy is that even black people were criticizing her for speaking out just because of the amount of money that she gets just from being a part of royalty, which I find like crazy, right? Like we're talking I about never, the I, double standard. I, like, I, what I is it? I've seen tons on my timeline and my feed um, and on Twitter. Um, what? No, explain. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Explain. It's crazy. And I'm just like, that's the double standard that we're talking about today. It's like, Really? So because you have money, then, you know, racism is not an issue. I mean, you might as well be in no, the same right. bucket you're as, right. in the same bracket as Lil Wayne, because he has money now, then he doesn't Lil see Wayne's racism. Trash. Yeah, but Lil Wayne's trash. He been, But Lil Wayne been saying that since he was a kid. But uh, example is uh, LeBron. When LeBron sticks up for, for Black people, they be like, what you got to complain about? You, you trying to be a billionaire. What you got? Like... But the, you should be able to stamp out anything. And, and it was hurting her, like, mentally. It was, it was like, when she was talking about, like, contemplating suicide, I was like, Jesus Christ. But, you know, yeah. Black is beautiful because, you, like you said, take down the royal family. But my question for you guys, my next question for you guys is, do you guys feel like you have to represent Black people, like, all the time? And when I say all the time, I mean every time, like, going to the store, uh, going to the bank, at work. Do you feel like every time you step out the house, you got to represent for the entire race? To some degree, yes. Okay. <laughs> it also depends where I am, <laughs> first of all. What do you mean it depends where you are? If I'm in Snellville, yeah, I got to <laughs> rep for my community. That's where you live. <laughs> you talking about? In Phoenix. <laughs> That's where I'm just saying that's where you live. You live in Snellville. So how are you gonna say when I'm in Snellville? The question for me is, I'll go first. Um, the question for me, I mean the answer for me is I feel like I'm always representing um uh, for the race. And that and and that's for I'm I'm watching what I do, how I say, how I dress. It's all it's subconscious for me. Really? How you dress? 
I do. What I'm saying, dress is like I wear when I wear certain stuff. Like, like I had to go to the office to get something, right? Um, and I had a Black Lives Matter mask. But as soon as I got to the car, I said, eh, let me turn around and let me, because I, I don't know who's at the office. And, and then they start looking at me differently. So then I went and just got a generic one. But that's why I'm saying I, I watch where I dress, because certain environments, I do watch um, being too Black in certain certain situations, but also coming off as the angry Black guy, even though no matter what I do, I've always seemed to come off as the angry, angry Black guy. But I'm like, damn, sometimes I am angry. <laughs> like, sometimes I want to be angry. <laughs> like, but, but yeah. Point, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, to your point, I mean, it's crazy what the, the stuff that we're conscious of as Black people when we're going into, into a white world. Like, we're always thinking about how we're perceived, how, if we do this, what they think. Like, it's interesting because I'm even... And when I first started working, I had I was wearing my fraternity mask. I had a fraternity mask, mm-hmm. and then I was so in my head, like, should I be wearing this? Like, I don't, you know, like, should I be wearing this? Like, so it's it's almost like, why am I so afraid to show any type of culture that I that 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 I may be a part of? You know what I'm saying? So whereas other races, they really don't care. They don't they don't think they don't that, think like okay. that. Huh? They don't think like like like, like even when I was first don't first time. Get my job. I was wondering, should I cut off my beard? Like, do you think they can look at me sideways if I have a beard? Like, those are the type of thoughts that go into my mind as a black man that I should not have to think about. And it's it is weird. So it's just we, we are constantly trying to think about how the world is gonna perceive us. And is and, and I never and, and you never think about how exhausting it is right until you get around your own people and you realize that you can actually be yourself. Yeah. Like, and not only that, I'm looking like, especially job wise, I don't want to ruin it for the next person that comes along. So if you get interviewed next to me and it was like, Daryl coming walking around with all this pro black Michael Mack shit, I don't want you to come up with all this pro black Michael Mack shit because they lump us all in one box. It's like, you don't want to hurt for the next person either. Or say, this is how black people like me is how black, especially when I'm doing something negative, this is how all of us act. Cause that's how they're going to lump us, uh, lump us in. But go ahead, EJ. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily like I need to represent for black people like in my daily life like I don't go out of my way to do that um I feel like that's something that's more um imposed because of society society uses us as that um I mean if you think about it your jobs or groups of friends that might be diverse like what do they do as soon as they want to understand black culture they go right to the black person and ask them (laughs) to answer for all black people, right? Why like, do this? Whether, <laughs> like literally any topic about your hair, about your clothes, about st- <laughs> like phrases that you say about where you're from. So I, I don't, um, I do feel like my, my parents, specifically my mom had instilled certain things that black people do. Um, now, whether or not that's to help with the perception of black people overall, you know, we never got into that. I'm going to guess that it was, but I, I was always taught when you go out of the house, you dress a certain way. You don't go out looking like trash yep. or when you go to work, you don't, you know, you, you have a way about how you get dressed and what you wear and making sure that you're appropriate. Like there's a standard all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't think that like, I go out of my way to try to represent for black people, but I think that my actions do in a way kind of like let people know that, Hey, you know, this is us, right? right? So um, I don't have that same, you know, I don't I don't have the obligation. I don't want to carry it. I feel like for me, I think that um the biggest thing that I have to represent for is gay people because automatically, based on how I walk, how I dress, how I speak, you know, that that's already out there and you know people are already judging me and, and wanting me to, to question, to answer to that. So um, I think black people is more, for me is more societal. Like the society looks at you as black first. And so they have these expectations of how you should be representing black people. But I feel like for me, it's always sexuality after that. And that's what people talk about the most first. Yeah, but I think also what you're saying is some of it is subconscious. So it, like all of us was told, like when you get out the house, you 
to be you're about to be seen and you need to to look like it and and i'm not saying like you can't wear a sweats and a hoodie but it got to be the right sweats and hoodie. it got to be the you know the stylish one so you can't just come out the house where white people they could i've seen white people come in interviews where they look like they just rolled out of bed and just came to the interview my mom would 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 choke me lifeless if i would have done something like that and i think that's why it's subconscious but the next question for you guys is if we're talking about so much of black pride and how we should be proud of our culture, proud of our heritage, all this stuff. Why is it that when it comes to our children and naming our children, we have so much trepidation giving them black names? You know what I'm saying? In every aspect, we need to be proud of being black, but we can't call them Devante. I'm gonna say that I have that like this and that's a thing for me uh, with black names and I've kind of gotten to a point where I, I feel it's bad because I think as as you know we should be able to be proud of the names that right. you know are ethnically black mm-hmm. um but I for the longest time have had <laughs> a certain mindset about black names my sister my youngest sister has named all of her children with the most outlandish names and i'm like oh my gosh and i think that from huh can we get an example yeah i'll like to see an example um like lael crenard um or um well damarian's not as bad damarian we have jaylen had a d in front of that um (laughs) but um like it was some, like, I'm just like, Ooh. so for me, it's like, because I think it's, it's because it's so, it's ingrained in us mm-hmm. to think about things like well beyond them, what they are. Like, it's not just what it is. It's not just the name. It's like, we have to think about the name and then what happens Yeah. five years, Roll 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line. Like we have, we are socially engineered to think that way rather than just it's a name. Period. It's a name. They're a person. They're a human. They're American. They're black. You know, we have to think about all these things. So for me, for a long time, and I think more recently, and it was after being on the podcast with uh, Woke and the Restless that you know um, she had made a lot of good points, and I'm like, you know, why, why am I thinking that way? Like, like that's not good. Like that's that's terrible. So I don't have any issue with that like anymore. Um, I'm or I'm trying to not have any issue. I'm not going to say it's like you goes away like you you've already built that up for years i'm almost 30 almost 40 getting closer to 40 so all the time frame my mindset has been a certain way so i'm kind of getting used to you know the names being and i think we should be proud of those names i think that sometimes it's a lot much it's a bit much but um much we much sometimes we are much we are a lot we are we are a lot but i i I will say that i I kind of have like a bias huh why do we have to have a sense of pride at the basic level, like names, like someone, when someone judged because of a name, it's not necessarily us being self-conscious of our abilities. It's someone judging us based off of them seeing a name. Right. So but the, that's but a also, bigger sorry. issue. No, huh? it is a bigger issue, but it's also them making the decision. So the most thing, we don't want to give them black name because they're the ones making the decision to hire our offsprings for it. So, so that so and granted, I granted, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. And I, I agree with you. So the so the next question to that, so is conforming to their names the best thing for us to do? No. Because no. as it, our ancestors were forced to change their name. Mm-hmm. So what makes that any different when we willingly do it? You know what I'm saying? That's actually a great point. That's a uh-huh. great point. I never and I'm gonna steal that from you. I'm not going to give you credit, though, but I'm going to steal it. Um, I mean, but we don't even know what those names were. So doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't matter. Because what it's saying is, like, for example, um, like if I wanted to name my son Devante, like a lot of people would would be like, "Eh, you might want to rethink that as too black. It's it's still the same concept that I'm trying to confirm to the white man. I will never do anything to make white folks feel comfortable. If I want Devante, I'm going to choose Devante. We chose Dax because I like Dax. It has nothing to do with it being a black or white. It's because that's what we wanted to name our son. But I will never do something to conform to white folk. And that's what Shar saying. We are conforming to white folk when we do this. 
No one's in. Who's disagreeing? I don't know. Oh, no one disagrees. Because he came hard at me, and I was like, "Wait, did I, I, I say like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, man. I thought you were. But like, I think wow. it's that, and I, and I don't think we. I don't think as black folks we think about it. Even I. I mean, I had that aha moment just now. I that we don't think about that our people was forced mm-hmm. to be called Toby. Mm-hmm. Is that a Kuta Kente? <laughs> What's your name? Right. Yeah, I mean, and we, yeah, oh, and we willingly and we willingly give it up, thinking about I don't want them to think about my son, so I'm gonna call him William. Or I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I mean, it's like, no, it's funny, but you're right. I had yeah. a, I think uh, she named her daughter. I want to say it might be Bethany. I don't, I don't remember what the name was, but she actually said that she she named it because she wanted to be to sound kind of white. Now, at the end of the day, in a true perfect world, you should be able to name your kid whatever you want to name them without them being judged about who they are or what they are, regardless of, you know what I'm saying, or what it is. If I want to name my son Young Velociraptor, I should be able to do that. Now you're just being foolish. <laughs> like you just being foolish. That's not a black parent, white parent. That's just a dumb parent. <laughs> I'm just saying you should have the freedom to do that, and people need to take pride. Like what I tell, because I tell my wife all the time when she tries to come up with like she tried to come up with names that's like meaningful that have meaning to it, and I said the name is gives as much power as you give it. He's gonna give whatever meaning you have to that name, but too many times we're letting white folks define that meaning for us. You know what? I just feel like I'm such a hypocrite. You are. I, I just had a moment. I don't even know what you're talking about, and I know you're a hypocrite. I feel like you would definitely have the wider names. Yes, yes, absolutely. Actually, I mean, I think you would put that much thought into that, and I think I would be next. Actually, out of me and Shanita. Who do you think would actually have more of that consciousness, me or her? Shanita. Shanita, but she'll force you to accept it. Huh? She won't force him. He'll just accept it because yeah. he doesn't have a vote. <laughs> He's a non-voting party. <laughs> so, but no, at at work, I mean, he's just, in a, he's just like, on the board, but he's not the like chairman, chairhead. Like at work, I'm 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 um, I'm known as Mord. So I go by more that work, which is also what I go by with family as well. Yeah, you're more everywhere, but here. But you're huh? Char here. And I'm Char here, so it's been a while, at. So I guess but, I can't judge because I'm so Egypt. The reason why my family call me more is for a nickname. The reason why I go by more at work is because it's just a lot easier than having to constantly explain to people that my name is Char Morge. So I even conform in a sense, although I'm not because it's really my nickname, but I still conform because I'm giving you a part of me that's really reserved for my family just because I don't have to, I don't feel like having to deal with y'all but me constantly have to explain how to say my two syllables on. Right. Is that conforming? I feel like it is. It's because I don't, he I don't want know you might have to be calling me more. He doesn't want to explain it. So like huh? for me, uh, of course my name is Daryl, but it's spelled like Darrell. So I get people butchering my name all the time. And sometimes, one time when I was younger, they somebody they kept messing up my name and they ca- called me Derek. And they kept calling me Derek and I stopped correcting them. And and then it was it was in school, they're calling me Derek. I think my teacher was calling me Derek and she was a white lady. And my mom- even a K in your name. Yeah, but it was it's easier than just keep explaining. <laughs> For some reason, Daryl's a difficult, difficult. Look at Edward, you don't understand the life. <laughs> so my mom overheard it was like a parent teacher or something and my mom overheard it It was like in middle school and she was pissed because she was like no your name is daryl and you will correct them every time dude it's exhausting (laughs) that's why i I get so many nicknames because everybody decide like you know what i'm gonna call you blah i'm not gonna your name's not that hard (laughs) your name's not that hard like people need to that's annoying. If I was around, I would probably say something because you know how my mouth is. But it's not that hard. It's just Shamorge. Like it's not like you're saying watermelon Drea or anything like that. Like what the hell? 
Okay. Not, you know what? I can't that that, 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 but yeah, people butcher my name all the time. Well, correct. Ironically, uh, foreigners have no problem saying my name, which I find that interesting. That's because the way that they their their language is they it's able yeah. they're able to you like make the the sounds and the you know yeah, you're uppity nigga. That's why you seem uppity. That's so, so funny. Um, I'm in my child watermelon drea now. <laughs> They're gonna be like, I know that's black. <laughs> no, I, know. You know I already that. know that will get vetoed by the president of the Miller's house. That's a veto, straight veto. Y'all laughing when y'all see those initials WM. Yo, she you can't run for she can't run for no office, man. It's over with. <laughs> is it uh is it important though, guys, for us to uh support black people? Like with everything we're saying about you know black people criticizing all that, do you guys think it's it's still very important for us to support black people? Oh, of course. That's it. That's all I got. No elaboration. <laughs> That's it. That's all you had. No elaboration. I mean, yeah. I mean, we. Yes, we need to support. It's a catch twenty two. We need to support our black businesses and uplift them, but that's, but we also have to make sure. I guess we gotta find a way to also bring up the you may have frustration with as well. Not necessarily say we're not gonna support you, but maybe give a different route of okay, how can we make your business better also? But yeah, definitely at every chance, at every opportunity, because there are a lot of great black businesses out there mm-hmm. that do not get the do not get the love and support that they need. So I think at any chance, any opportunity, we should support quality black owned. Business. Yeah. Keyword, quality, black owned. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I think we should support <laughs> black businesses. Uh, I think we should support black people, support black people, period. I think it's important for society to see us sticking together and supporting one another. But at the same time, we also should be as, or we should also have an expectation for black people, right? Like, um, and I think that when we do our critiques and criticizing, we do it so outwardly all the time. That's what society sees. That's what media sees. So obviously they, you know, know that there's like you know, risk between, you know, black people and different subsets of black community. So they can play on that and they will continue to play on that. I think that when we criticize, we critique, I think it should be more of an internal thing that we keep in-house. Of course, how is it, you'd have to be able to conceptualize that. I don't know how that will work. I'm just saying like, it should just be within our ranks that we're talking and critiquing each other to try to make something better. Is it gonna happen? No, that's just my idea of what we would do. We think about black families. We don't talk about black business out in the streets. That's what we learn, right? So right. all of the issues that we have and we work through are within our own household. So on, on the outside, you see we getting, we getting by, we look like we are, you know, now, I'm not saying that this is kind of a double-edged sword. We actually have to be working on the issues within our own ranks. But what I'm saying is we can't always let people see that there's discord among Black people because that's what they see. Oh, there's discord. So we can go ahead and exploit you know, those weaknesses. So I feel like, yes, we need to support one another, but we also need to do a better job of you know, being able to critique, but not do it so outwardly so everyone sees it. Facebook messes up, man. No, I think we should definitely uh, support Black businesses. I think if you mm-hmm. have, if the New York Jets have been able to be in business for as long, and Spirit Airlines have has been in business, and CW makes trash superhero shows, I think Except for Black like, Lightning that you don't even watch. Black Lightning, yes, because I, I'm other shows, The Flash and, and Arrow and one uh, Supergirl, all trash. which are also white um, main yeah. characters because he yeah. doesn't support Black superheroes. I don't support those either. So I support, I support Black Panther. Don't do that. <laughs> but you support Thor. I support a Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. That are mostly Black characters or white characters. They have Falcon and um, 
mostly white characters. I don't see a headlining <laughs> movie for Falcon. Can I tell my boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, the underground Yelp, a black Yelp that's only like for us. <laughs> like, well, hold on, like, say that, say that, Char, say that, because uh, that's that's gonna be we're gonna get into that. Say one more. Do we need an underground? Oh, say save it. Yeah, save it. Real okay. Quick. Let me just finish my point. I think white people, like even when people say uh, support quality black business, I think yeah, you should. You you have a power in the dollar. You should support wherever you want. I think we should be careful when we put quality. We should just put support because there's a bunch of trash ass white businesses. And like I said, Spirit Airlines is trash. The New York Knicks is trash, <laughs> but they're able to keep going in business. I think we should support and um, show what brings value to us, but I think we should definitely look at, uh, I always look at black people first. When I'm looking for them, it's always going to be, it's always going to be first. So, yeah. what, and also I, I think, go ahead, go you'll ahead. be surprised who's out there. Like, um, I don't hate this. <laughs> My wife, as y'all know, I mean, I hate to bring this as a, as a um, plug, but that's actually why I'm talking. It, it, you it, don't it hate to bring this up. You just couldn't wait to do like, that. Oh, is she there? On this page called Black Girl God ATL. Is she there? And she's right huh? beside him. She, she has cue right cards that he's reading from. Hey, Shanita, what's up? <laughs> I just make a point. So she brings up businesses that I didn't even know existed. Like, I didn't know that was a woman who owned a black a, a wine shop, like a black-owned wine shop. I didn't know that was a black people who made macaroons. You know what I'm saying? Those type of things, you kind of surprised. But I made that point to say that you'll be surprised who's out there actually making stuff outside of the box that we typically associate with black businesses. So I think that's kind of part of the reason why we need to support it, because we'll be surprised who's actually out there about getting that. I'm just saying the New York Jets have been trash for years, and they get to go on as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> my last, my last, I guess wrong. <laughs> wow. And I'm wearing a Jets hat right now too. That's why I said I'm wearing a Jets hat. But um, <laughs> going back to what you were saying, EJ, I want to close the show on saying that when you said, "What is the best way for us to actually criticize um, other Black people?" So, Char, that's why I was like, I want you to hold off on, on what you were about to say, but go ahead now. What is the best way we can criticize I, each other? I said we- we create a black Yelp that's underground. We have a committee that meets in a secret location. <laughs> um, twice, twice, um, twice a month, we have a list of black businesses. And then we send out a, a notice to that business saying, get your stuff together. <laughs> like an anonymous letter? Anonymous letter. You know who this is, get your stuff together. <laughs> Are we going public? <laughs> but we never really go public. Well, we, we never really go public. We might, depending on what they do. We might. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I mean, Edward, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that we need to deal with stuff internally and stop dealing with stuff externally. That's why it's always upsetting when I see all these people out the uh, fashion coming to America because this is what white people can use now. They can use it as ammunition and and make their point um, happen. Like like. You you seen Stacey Dash wants to walk back everything she ever said on on Trump now, and she's like, now finally I see I see that they were using me, really? <laughs> but it's like really Stacey, yeah, like really, it's too late, Stacey. But um, it's like you don't want to be used by these by these white people because they're gonna use you. They're gonna use. They're gonna be like, see, this is why we don't do it because look, they don't even like it. Like this is why we shouldn't do it. So I I agree. I think everything should be uh done internally. Anything you want to add today, AJ? Oh, I just don't know how we would do it all internally, but I feel like that, you know, well, they're smart gene. They're black geniuses out there. They should be able to figure it out for us. You want to know why we can't do it internally? It's because of woke niggas. That's why. Woke niggas won't allow you to do it internally because they have to show that they are smarter or think they're smarter than every nigga in the room. Woke niggas won't let you do it. Because woke so niggas I'm guessing you don't like woke black. at all. I don't like woke niggas. I, I feel like I'm woke. No, you, you're not woke. Woke wow. is like, for me, woke, like we're, we're intelligent, we're educated. That's not woke. Woke for me is these people who think they're better than people. Like they, they, they did this extra uh, Google Prime. They have this information that nobody has and they talk down to people because they think they have the knowledge, which most likely is incorrect. 
Did you say Google Prime? Yeah, Google Prime, yes. <laughs> is that like akin to Optimus Prime? Like I'm trying to understand. No, that's, the, that's the extra Google that only woke niggas have access to. Yeah. <laughs> I the people who own air fryers, they're, they're woke. I have an air fryer. No, I own an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> because they think they're better than... They think they're better than everybody. You ever saw that uh, joke on Facebook where people who <laughs> air, act, on air fryers act like they're the kings of the world? <laughs> First of all, air fryers are clutch. <laughs> they are clutch. <laughs> Don't shit on air fryer. Do you have an air fryer, sir? Oh, I have an air fryer. Yeah, I won't. You know they're clutch. I'm going to use mine today to make a cookie. I'm going to bake a cookie in my air fryer. Like, I already got this shit planned out. <laughs> yeah. Is that even going to work? I don't know, but I'm going to try it. I, saw I think it will there. though. If you line the bottom with some aluminum foil, yeah, it actually, I mean, it actually kind of works. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I say in the recipe, I'm gonna try it. But, look, but first of all, don't diss air fryers. Air fryers ain't got nothing to do. Dude, with I have it. an air fryer. Everything air fries. <laughs> I have not seen nothing that has not air fried yet. And it air fries like ten minutes, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I would say air fryers and people with uh, and I'm about to shit on all of us. Uh, iPhones. People with iPhones. We do think we're yeah, better. Yeah, oh, we're definitely. <laughs> we do think we're better than people. Yeah. Right. Don't even come to me. Android. Android who? I'm like, ew, you texting me in that green? Ew. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let your bubble be, don't let your bubble be blue. Your <laughs> bubble, man, I, I will not respond if your bubble is blue. Just let you know. So, uh, Shar, call us out. Sign us oh, out. God. We are on all the platforms at Less of a Man Podcast. We at Instagram, we at Facebook, we at Twitter, we are we are on YouTube at Less of a Man Podcast. We're at www.lessofamanpodcast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, what's that? Oh, what's that other one? <laughs> the green one. Spotify. The green one. <laughs> yeah. Spotify. I think I got everything. Oh, we're on Anchor. Do you ever look at people that do outros? Like, like, do you ever just look at videos? <laughs> look at, I wing it. We gotta do it. You see that? You ain't gotta. Yeah, you ain't ever gotta. <laughs> gotta the argue. last time y'all tried to change me, it didn't. It didn't work well. <laughs> Stop trying to change me. <laughs> it just feels like after all this time, you would have do better at this. Look at the last time I wrote it down, y'all was mad because like you sound stiff. You see, <laughs> that's why I have to mix it up. I have to be ready. So you have to just... just By being ready, I stay unready. Okay. Stay unready, you'll never have to get ready, of course. At the end of the day, do I not cover all of the platforms? I have no idea because (laughs) I fuck up and I stop listening. (laughs) So I have no idea. All right, guys. Remember, this is the podcast that that teaches men, no matter what you're going through, no matter how... uh, Damn, now I'm messing up. Now you got me messing up. <laughs> no matter what you're going through, no matter what you think, you, you are never less of a man. So until next time, good people, peace. <laughs>